guys, it's the fact for me that I've tried to record this podcast for about two weeks and haven't been able to. We're on a new microphone, so if we sound better, you can tell me. But if I sound worse, don't tell me because I'll probably cry at this point. I have been fighting with my podcast, not with my podcast, with the microphone, with my laptop, with my headphones, everything for a very long time. But I finally figured it out, I think. All that matters is that I can hear this playback and that there's audio. Okay, so hey, welcome back to Be the Main Character with Bianca. I am so happy to be back. Like I said, I've been trying to record this for a while and just having technical difficulties, but it's all part of the process of doing something new and learning something new and dealing with the frustration of doing it on your own and figuring it out on your own. So I'm sure this will be a funny memory someday. Right now it's not so funny, but I'm just glad I finally figured it out. But welcome back, you guys. It has been some time. The last time we talked was on my birthday. And then after that, I went on a cruise. It was amazing. I loved not being able to be on social media for about a week. It was great. I had a great birthday and I had a great trip after and I had just a great month of March honestly I can't complain about a single thing March was filled with so much so many trips my birthday one of my best friends birthdays my younger sister's birthdays a lot of travel I went to New York Rhode Island the Bahamas which was the cruise which was amazing and I feel like the month was just so much and I loved every single moment of it but I found myself in the lull periods in between the trips having a hard time mentally because I love a routine. I try not to be so structured with a routine or needing a routine, but I do really well with a routine. And when I'm thrown off of that, I can have a hard time coming back to what works for me. So April for me is all about just, you know, finding my routine again. But I will say that traveling during a month like March, which is colder in New England area, has helped a lot with my seasonal depression. But when I was coming back, I was realizing that it was cold and dark and rainy and I was having a hard time adjusting from like, you know, spontaneous travel or being in really warm weather and then coming home and it being cold, rainy, 30, 40 degrees. And I think it's really good to break it up. But then when you come home, it's a little disappointing as we probably can all relate to if you go on vacation you come home you have a little bit of you know post-trip depression I think that's normal or what I'm I'm calling it seasonal saddies because it just sounds more fun but I have been dealing with that a little bit my way of combating it lately is just getting up early and doing my workouts then because I've been having a really hard time working out after work because I feel so drained after work the absolute last thing I want to go do is work out which I love working out, so that's a weird feeling for me to not want to do it at all. So I've been doing it in the morning instead, which I used to do all the time. So we're back on that grind, and it I've only been doing it for a couple days, and I already feel a thousand times better. I feel like I'm happier at work. I feel like I'm happier throughout the day. I get to go right home after work and work on things like the podcast and TikTok and not feel so overwhelmed by working out, showering, making dinner, and then 
doing all my social media work and I can just come home and do this instead rather than feeling like I have to push myself on a workout. I already got it done this morning and it felt way better than doing it after work when I'm tired and a little more drained and need time just to chill out. And that kind of brings me into today's topic, which the title of this episode is Protect Your Energy Like It's Your Child. If any of my friends are listening to this, they know I've been saying this for years. Um, It is so important to protect your energy. So protect it like it's your child. So let's talk about it. I'm going to talk about what works for me and how I protect my energy daily to keep myself mentally happy, physically happy, emotionally well, all of it. And maybe you could apply some of these things to your life. Maybe you already do some of them and maybe I'll give you some ideas. So now that I've given you guys my little update, let's get into today's episode. So my first thing, deleting Snapchat. That is one of my first things I did that was, I guess, quote unquote, like against the status quo of what people my age were doing at that time. So I deleted my Snapchat about six months after high school and I've never redownloaded it. I've never had the urge to or wanted to ever. And I did it for a couple of reasons. One, it felt very accessible. I felt like at the time, I don't know if streaks are still a big thing, but at this time, 2018, 2019, which is when I deleted it, it was still a huge thing. And I hated streaks. I was the worst at keeping them. I hated sending them. I hated having to send them to a million people. I hated keeping up with them. I thought it was so dumb. So I was over that. I was over the streaks. Like, if you want to talk to me, text me, call me, do anything else besides start a streak with me. I was not having it. Second, I hated the pointless conversations, especially with, like, guys trying to hit me up. And it was just like, ugh, I was not having it. Bland, pointless. We didn't talk in high school. Why are we talking now? I don't want to play catch up. Like, what are we doing here? So that was another reason why I deleted it. And I just, I just didn't, I didn't like, I just didn't like it anymore. And I didn't want it anymore. And I just found pointless, meaningless conversations and being another point of being just so accessible to people or feeling like you had to stay accessible to people, especially with streaks. Like I would hate getting a text instead of like your friend talking to you. If a friend texted you like, our streak is about to end. Like, think about how crazy that sounds and how annoying that is. Like, I was just not about it anymore. And I was like, if I have any friends that still need to contact me, they have my number. And it just wasn't for me anymore. So I deleted it. And since then, it's also been a way for me to weed people out. And by people, I mean potential people to go on dates with, talk to, whatever. If they only ask for my Snapchat, red flag for me it's not for me like or people that say like I only like communicate through snapchat immediately no immediately no grow up (laughs) like you can have it I'm not judging people that have it but if you are like my only communication source is snapchat like be so for real right now you're no nope not having it so yeah if guys hit me up ever and said like can I have your snap? And I would say, no, I don't have snap. And then they wouldn't proceed to ask for my number. It's such a good way to weed people out. I'm telling you guys right now. It's genius. It's foolproof. 
don't say I never taught you anything because I just did. Okay, moving on to my next thing. I only answer people when I have the energy to. Okay, this is going along with the being accessible, which has been a little rant of mine, I feel like, on a couple of episodes. But I just feel like with social media, with our phones, with just the way we grew up, we're taught to be so accessible through our phones and I am just not having it anymore. Sometimes I just don't have the energy to reply or sometimes I do. Sometimes I want to have long conversations with friends or talk or respond or whatever the case is, send TikToks back and forth. But sometimes I simply just don't have the energy for it. So I'll respond when I'm ready to. It's really not that big of a deal. You're not a bad friend. You're not a bad person. You're just conserving your energy and you're going to reply when you are at your best state. Because the way I think about it personally, if I'm going to reply after I just had the worst day at work, I'm annoyed, I'm pissed off, you're probably not going to want to hear from me in that way. (laughs) I'm probably not going to be the person you're going to want to talk to right now. But if I'm relaxed, if I'm rested, if I've had some time alone, if I've had some time off my phone, if I got a workout in and I feel 100 times better, I'm probably going to respond and be a better friend, sister, daughter, whatever, once I've had that time and once I have the energy to respond correctly. All right? So, only answer people when you have the energy for it or when you want to. You don't have to be accessible 24-7. Next one relates to work. So if you're not in work, you can apply this to school as well. You deserve breaks in school. You deserve breaks at work. I take all of my breaks fully and I never miss my breaks. I always take my morning break and I take my lunch break every single day. The world in your job is not going to set on fire if you take your breaks. Even if it's extremely busy, you have coworkers for a reason. And even if it's an extremely hard day, you're not going to get through that day without eating, without drinking water, without taking a second to breathe. You're probably not going to be... This relates back to being accessible, just in a different sense. And I 100% understand that this is easier said than done. You're like, I teach 28 kids. Like, you don't know what it's like. I don't. I am not a teacher, but I am a nurse that is responsible for lives. And yes, I am an outpatient nurse now, but about, you know, a year ago at this point, it was me versus 18 patients by myself with the nurses. And still, I took my breaks. Even if it felt like a dumpster fire, There that day, I was still taking my breaks because there's no way I can take care of 17 or 18 people without eating, without drinking, without taking 30 minutes to breathe. There's no way. I'm not going to be a good nurse, healthcare worker, teacher, whatever you do. You're not going to be better at it by not taking your breaks. And they're still going to be taken out of your pay. So make sure you're taking them. And... Also, when it's the summertime, I always try and take one or both of my breaks outside. I feel like it is the best thing ever. Absolutely love it. Also going off that, take your PTO. Take your time off. Take your vacations. Take what you're supposed to take. I don't care if you're short-staffed. You need it. You need to recharge. You need to travel. You need to live your life. You are replaceable at work. So take your time off that you 
earned and that you deserve. Okay? So take all your breaks and take your time off. Just like how I said not being accessible all the time is going to make you a better friend, partner, daughter, sister, son, whatever it is. Taking your breaks and taking your time off is going to make you a better employee and is not going to burn you out. So employers that want you to stay are going to want you to do these things also. So also look for that if you're a new grad or graduating soon and looking at jobs. Talk about that in your interview. Okay, the next thing I do to protect my energy is I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. I try to avoid it when I see it on TikTok or Instagram, social media, whatever. And it's not because I'm oblivious to it, if that's the right word to use in this situation. It's not because I'm tone deaf to it. It's not because of any of that. A lot of people say, well, you need to know what's going on. You don't need to know everything that's going on all the time. Okay, if you really need to know something, you will see it one way or another or you'll hear about it one way or another. But I just think the news is never filled with anything positive ever. And I know it's the news and I know that a lot of bad things are happening in the world right now. That's just undeniable. But you can choose what you are constantly streaming and constantly listening to and constantly surrounding yourself with. And for me, the news is... 90 95% extremely negative, extremely draining, extremely sad. And I just don't watch it. And I haven't in years. And personally, if I'm taking care of a patient that is confused or has dementia or has Alzheimer's, I do not put the news on for them. I think it's stressful. I think you can physically see someone stress out when they're listening or watching the news especially someone that's very confused. It's very scary. So I protect my elderly people and I also protect myself by not watching the news. The next thing I do is disconnect myself from drama and don't have friends that are involved in drama. In high school, I pretty much can say I had almost slim to no drama ever because I simply just did not care. I hated drama. I thought it was stupid. I didn't like to get involved in it. It made me anxious. Not that I am fearful of confrontation, but I don't understand it unless it's absolutely necessary. And there's so many other things you could be doing than being involved in drama. It never comes to anything good. And it's just an energy drainer. And once I got older and out of high school too, and out of that crowd of high school I think high school is always going to have some touch of drama in it and you realize you're not around these people all the time anymore you can very much pick and choose who you're going to keep in your life and you can do this in high school too but sometimes it's hard if especially if you're on a team for instance and you're around these people 24 7 four years of your life it can be hard to just detach from but once you're out of high school you kind of see things a little bit more clear And I realized I cut a lot of people out of my life after high school that I was friends with for years, even before high school, just because they never changed. At least they were never going to change in the next few years that I was going to know them. So it wasn't it wasn't a beneficial friendship. I wasn't getting anything out of it. So I would rather take the pain and grief of losing a friendship than stay in it. And have it suck my soul away. Suck my energy away. 
I'd rather deal with the grief and missing that person for a short amount of time rather than keeping them around and have them influence me because the people you're around, the five people that you surround yourself with the most become you. So whoever you hang around the most, that's who you're going to become. Yes, you're your own person and you also influence others, but who you surround yourself with is so important because it makes such a direct impact on who you are. So really take a good look at who you're surrounding yourself with and what they do to your energy. Do they drain you? Do they make you feel amazing? Do they push you? Are they comforting? Do they understand you? Do they make you feel outcasted? Whatever it is, make sure it's really good. Make sure they're pushing you in life. Make sure they're a good friend that cares about you the way you care about them. It should be beneficial. Friendship should be beneficial in both ways and you can be a good friend too, obviously. But don't always be the better friend. And it's definitely not easy to cut off people, especially people that you've known for years. But once you do, even if you're alone for a little bit of time and you feel so lonely, you are going to attract amazing, better friends into your life. The group of friends I have now is so different than what I would have thought (laughs) in high school. It is, I have the most amazing friends ever and most of them I have not known for as many years as I knew some of the people in high school and I couldn't have a better group of friends. They're all from different parts and aspects of my life, but they're just all amazing. I love my friends. If you're listening to this and you're my friend, I love you deeply. And also, quality over quantity of friends every single day for me personally. I would rather have two amazing friends than have 20 friends that are obsessed with drama, aren't good for you, aren't those, those probably aren't your true friends. They're just not. So I'd rather always have less and have amazing friends than have more friends that aren't really the best people. So in all of that, just be very, very picky with who you surround yourself with. This next one might be very personal and not very relatable, or maybe it is, but I avoid all talk of COVID and politics. I simply don't engage because I, my brain cannot handle it anymore, especially at work when, yeah, if patients bring it up as like a real serious question, obviously we have to talk about it, but if it's like just off the beaten path of what's going on <laughs> in our appointment that we need to talk about, I just kind of redirect the conversation. When coworkers bring it up, I don't talk about it. And then politics, same thing. I just, there's only so much I can take of the talk of it all since 2020. And I just, I just can't do it anymore. So that's about all I have to say on that is that I just don't engage in the conversation anymore because sometimes it's just very hard to continue having over and over and over again. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. But sometimes I don't want to hear everyone's opinions, not because they're wrong or because they're bad. I just don't want to hear about it anymore. COVID time and the politics during that time were so sad. It was so such a bad time. I just don't want to go back and relive it by talking about it constantly. There are other things and more positive things that can be brought up and discussed and talked about and used in conversation. And for me, COVID and politics just shuts it down for me instantly. So yeah, I try to avoid that talk as much as I possibly can. 
on a lighter note, Sunday resets. I know Sunday resets has become very trendy on TikTok, but just a reset any day of the week in general, especially with someone with anxiety, when there is a ton of clutter around me, I do I simply do not function as well. I just don't. So for me, having a clean, fresh space, and I've know I've talked about this before. Um, you know, if it's a Sunday, planning on my week, planning on my workouts, meal prepping, just getting myself on the right track for the week, something about it. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Having a clean, fresh, open space to start the week feels freaking amazing. So Sunday resets or just one or two days of the week having a reset for me, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Um, even like midweek resets, it doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be like a little bit of something or it's just, it's just amazing. I love it. I love it so much. Like I love having new groceries, meals prepped for the week, workouts planned, clean laundry, folded, put away, clean bedding, no clutter. You want to talk about a high functioning human? Me. That, that is where I thrive in that kind of environment. So I'm going to provide that for myself so I can function better throughout the week and it keeps my energy better. And it doesn't even have to be a full Sunday reset. It doesn't have to be what you see on TikTok of, you know, cleaning your whole house, your whole apartment, redoing your bedding, um, doing the grocery shopping. It doesn't have to be all that. It can literally be you setting a timer for for 15 minutes and just cleaning your space, whatever you can get done in that 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better after or stuff you've been putting off. That's just like a to do list in your head. First off, get that out on paper or in your notes app and then start going through that at least one thing a day that is in your head to do list. Okay, get it out there. You're going to feel so much better. I know I do that. (laughs) I have a constant list in my head of things I need to get done. And you avoid it, I feel like, more when it's in your head once on paper and you know you have to do it, you're more likely to do it. And this is going to be my last one for you guys today, but alone time. I have talked about how I've gotten very comfortable over the past few years spending time with myself, but I feel like I've always loved spending time alone. Even as a kid, um, I love my alone time. I love just peace and quiet. I love doing whatever I want to do alone, whether it's working out, reading, cooking, whatever it is. I love my friends and family so much and there's a time and place to be with them and there's a time and place to be with me and I need both of those in order to protect my energy. I need to be out and social with friends and family and I also need to be home and recharging because I don't want my social battery to die out when I do have to go out and be with friends and family. So for me, alone time conserves and protects my energy. So if I need to not go out tonight because I am drained, I'm not going to go out tonight. I need to spend time alone because there's always next weekend or there's always the next day and your friends will understand you are not the villain. You know what? I'm adding another one. You don't have to care about what everyone thinks. The people that love you and support you are going to be okay with you setting boundaries. Set boundaries. That's my next one. Setting boundaries is important and healthy for your energy. And sticking to your boundaries is also very important and necessary for your energy. And like I said, the people that are around you, if they're good people that love and support you, 
are going to respect and understand your boundaries and not push you. Okay? These are the people we want in our life. People that also protect our energy and don't drain it. So that is what I have for you guys today. I hope you learned something about protecting your energy like it's your child. It's very, very important. You'll realize your mental well-being will be greatly improved. And I hope you learned something and try something for, you know, as long as it would take to build a habit. These are habits that need to be built, boundaries that need to be set. But at the end of the day, your energy is going to be so protected. She's going to be so pretty. You're going to love it. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. And I will talk to you guys again next Thursday. Bye, guys.